and chair shots. My name is Brandon Tanguma. Sitting about six feet away from me is my lovely and esteemed co-host, Dominic. We're here after night two of WrestleMania. How are you doing today? Well, first of all, it's how am I doing this evening because it is actually pitch black outside. But Brandon, I'm doing fine. How are you doing this fine, cold, wet, rainy evening? I'm doing okay. We're in the Tangumla. Tangumla? Can't even say my own <laughs> goddamn <you> name. <laughs> The Tanguma Trap House, as we like to say here on the podcast. I said it once, which was the last time I think we recorded here, because I always say the Hobson household. Yeah. So I got to, you know, go TT unless you got something. A better TT. Tanguma Tent. No. <laughs> I, said, I like the Trap House better. Oh, yeah. I guess, you're, I guess you have a Trap House then. Anyways, we are here reviewing night two of WrestleMania. Just right off the top, Dominic, better or worse than night one? Not much worse. Wait, hang on. It was worse than yesterday, but not bad. Like, not as bad. Does that make any sense? Not really, but you can explain yourself as we get through the show. Okay, okay? thank you. We started the show pretty much the exact same way we started night one, with Stephanie McMahon showing up, doing a promo, saying how it's okay, everything's going to be okay, WWE is here to put smile on your faces, just sit back, relax. And enjoy the show. And then they do the exact same pirate meta montage that we complained about last night. Which shows you that obviously all this stuff is pre-recorded you know, weeks if not months in advance. So they didn't really have any time to post-produce this. I mean, nothing really to talk about there, Dominic. Unless I mean, you have something to say. Huh? Unless you have something to say. No, I mean, it, you. It, if I could remember what I said exactly about it yesterday, I would say the same thing. Would, but, you, would you do the exact same thing they did just play the same exact thing or would you kind of change up a little bit even if it's the same thing just kind of you know slice it in half or something just change up a little bit no keep the same thing okay okay we got Gronk hosting Wrestlemania once again we got some more Gronk shenanigans as the day goes on but first we had Rhea Ripley taking on Charlotte Flair for the NXT women's title the match goes on about 21 minutes, and your new NXT Women's Champion, Charlotte, after she attacks Rhea's leg for a majority of the match, Rhea being resilient. But in the end, she succumbs to the figure eight. She taps out. Overall, I thought this was a really good match. I think overall this was the best wrestling match on the show. Both nights, great way to start off the show. Not a big fan of having your top babyface tap out like that, but it is Charlotte. It's her finishing move. I kind of understand it, but... Just, I wish you protected Rhea a little bit better. Well, I mean, I, I still don't understand. I mean, I, under, I don't understand why Charlotte won, but I understand why Rhea lost. Does that make sense? No, yeah. it does not. Let me explain it, Brandon. Okay. I understand why Sh- Sh- uh, Rhea lost was because they're gonna call her up, and she's gonna be the next 
challenger for Becky Lynch. Guaranteed. As a babyface or as, as a heel? As a babyface. All right. Babyface feed babyface. It's going to happen. People love it. I don't know why Charlotte got the title because that means she's going back to NXT. And I honestly think if anybody beats her fairly quickly, it makes no sense for her to go back. So that means now you're going to have Charlotte reign for a long time in NXT. And it just it's just kind of like really... Uh, I mean, right now with Awkward. the women's division NXT, there's no. They had Shayna Baszler, who was by far, you know, the top person in that company. NXT right now on the babyface side, I don't really see. I mean, I thought Rhea was that person, so maybe they go back and have Rhea face off against Charlotte at a takeover later on down the line. I'm think I'm thinking that Rhea is going to still stay with the NXT brand. I think for me, I didn't like just her tapping out like that. I think you could have had her because they didn't do the figure eight the entire match. I think you could have worked it out where Rhea escapes it, and then she's still selling her leg. And I know she doesn't do this move often, but it is the NXT match, and she did this a lot in NXT. Hit her with an actual selection and just pin her. I think that would have been cool. I would have been okay with that. I think her pin getting pinned. You know, I I don't know exactly how people think think of it sometimes, but I just feel like baby faces shouldn't really tap out all that often. I mean, to each his own, right, Brandon? I mean, I I feel like. Losing is losing, and winning is winning. It doesn't matter how you do it. If you're not first, you're last. Okay, Ricky Bobby. Exactly. Ricky, I was high when I said that. Anyways. We got a commercial for the Big Show show, uh, streaming on Netflix tomorrow, I believe. Dominic, a recap coming soon, with nothing really to talk about in sports and wrestling in the next few weeks. I thought we were going to do that boner thing that Trapdoor to Hell told us to do. That boner thing. Dominic, please expand on that. Hello. Wasn't it? Hey, that was a good one. No, wasn't didn't Didn't Trapdoor to Hell suggest that because we're going to be low on content? Yes, but, like, but we never talked about it on the podcast. You just bring up like, that boner thing. I would just want you to explain what is that boner thing. Uh, Studio audience, would you like to explain what that boner thing is on the podcast? You, you, want, you want me to give you the headset? Okay. Uh, wasn't it like you take Viagra and just watch porn or something? It is the gay porn challenge, Dominic. Oh, Apparently, okay. you've never seen Tosh.0, where you take some bl- Viagra or Blue Chew, since this is a wrestling it podcast. Like, it sounded like you're about to say take some blow, but I mean, if you want to take some blow too, I mean, <laughs> let's just let's just do everything. Just make a heart stop. All right, cool. Fine with me. Stop the pain. Anyhoots, yeah, you, you take some Blue Chew. You watch some gay porn with your sweatpants, and whoever pops something, then you lose or win. I mean, I mean to each his own. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever. Floats your boat. Then, second match on the card, Dominic's boy, Alistair Black, takes on Bobby Lash- Lashley with Lana. Black wins in about seven minutes. We're f- going off the rails, Dominic. It's all your fault, bro. I know, I'm sorry. You're like, Dominic, hey, we didn't get are st- you drunk? I'm so drunk. We Jeez. didn't give star ratings for the first match, Dominic. What would you give the NXT women's title match? Anywhere from three and a half to three and three quarters. That's just two different ratings. It's not like there's not a rating in between there. All right, three and three quarters. Don't be a dick. Oh, might, might help if I, I muted my mic. I stared at it and I thought it wasn't muted, but then. You no, know what? Maybe was... we should just like, scrap this whole thing and just like not do one for night two. But you said at the end of the last, last episode that we. We have to do it. We're going to be here tomorrow. Damn. You did say that. Yeah, it hasn't even hit the 10-minute mark when we're already off the rails. I will go three and 
three quarter stars. Why the hell not? Be very generous today. As I was trying to say, Alistair Black taking on Bobby Lashley goes about seven minutes. Lashley was on offense for a majority of it. Black hits the black mass out of nowhere. Bobby Lashley doing his best Hulk Hogan WrestleMania six impersonation, kicking out at three and a half, and then just getting up, no selling. Well, not no selling, but he I was mean, not unconscious. For I mean, like let, a let's minutes. be real here. Lashley had the match won until Lana had to get involved. She had to get on the ring and say, "No, no, no, spear him, spear him." No, all he had to do was beat the hell out of him, and she and he would have won the match. So you know, I I, I don't think Lashley lost. I think. Lana lost it for him. So you're telling me it's all the it's always the woman's fault. Studio ends look away. Yes. Okay. Okay. Star rating wise, what would you like to give this Dominic? What is mm. this? It's not really a much of a match to really rate. I would say like two and three quarters. I'll be nice. That's very generous. I was gonna give it like maybe one and three quarters. Because wow, this, damn, you really hating on it that much? I'm not hating on it. I mean, what really, this match could have been on Raw. And I know, but I, I mean, I still think it it was fairly decent. It was alright. It was fine. Nobody got hurt, that's all we can ask for, right? Yep, sure, whatever you say, bud. Sure, why the hell not? They aired a commercial for Money in the Bank, May 10th. Not shine away from it. I don't. You want to go to? You want to go to it? Sure. I don't even know right. where it's at. I don't think it's sure. been canceled yet. But let's go. We out. Do you think uh, that match that show is even going to take place? No. At the performance center. Of course. Um. Well, it can't. Have, it can't at the performance center because they got that big old ceiling fan. So. They, yeah. I mean, they had a ladder match on night one. So I think they could have a Money in the Bank match. Yeah. Whatever. Jeff Hardy would just hold on to the the blade and get thrown off, and you know. Do a Swanton bomb. He's a badass. Okay. Then we got the third match on the night. Dolph Ziggler with Sony Deville. Very underrated, by the way. Taking on Otis. This match was quite possibly the match that was hurt the most by no crowd in the audience because it was just kind of, you know, a average match with a lot of storyline behind it, getting the big guy selling for Dolph Ziggler, and then he makes the comeback. Mandy comes out. Beats up on Sonya, low blows Dolph Ziggler, Otis hits the caterpillar, bang, one, two, three, Otis gets the girl. Everybody's happy. I mean I feel like I I wanted it to be fake. I wanted Manny to come down and, you know, low blow Dolph, and then Otis is about to go for the win, and then she like low blows him. You know, like, I wanted to be, like, a double turn, and kind of Mandy and, and Sonya. And then she like, makes that with Sonya. Yes. Would have been amazing. Even though she beat up Sonya before she did everything else. But it was just it was just a work, brother. That's all it was. Mm-hmm. What's the rating? Overall, I think I'll give it, like, maybe two and a quarter. I, li- I really enjoyed the match, but, I mean, nothing really to grade. I mean, the match itself wasn't all that great, but just the shenanigans outside the ring at the end was, was fun. I'll give it two and a half again. I thought it was pretty good. Then we got some uh, shenanigans. Byron Saxon going so happy. Byron Saxon loves love. Otis and Mandy together at last. Uh, Then we get the last man standing match between Edge and Randy Orton. Edge comes out first, then Orton's music plays. He is Edge, that is, staring at the ring or staring at the entranceway, nobody comes out, then Randy Orton is a hitting cameraman, RKO out of nowhere, 
They go brawl around the performance center a la Tommaso Ciampa and Johnny Gargano. They fight at the gym area. Orton tries to hang Edge via the, I don't know, you know, weightlifting area with some sort of strap or cable a la Chris Benoit a week after the documentary coming out. Dominic, uh, not, not the best move. I don't know how nobody thought of that. I was thinking of it, and then I was just like, Nah, they ain't gonna do anything I, about I it. I went to the bathroom, came back, and I saw them wrestling. And that's literally the first thing I said when I came back. I was like, "Oh, they're gonna do the Chris Benoit spot." Oh, you. Oh, so you actually thought of it, like that? Oh, when you mean no one thought of it, like that's the first thing you saw was he's gonna hang him. I mean, when you got when you're teasing hanging somebody from some gym equipment in the world of pro wrestling, you kind of first thoughts are Chris Benoit. I wasn't even thinking of that. I was thinking that like like during the, like when I when he actually put him in the whatever what was it like a little strap whatever it was. I started to think like, uh, you're gonna hang him or choke him or something like that. That's not good. That's not smart. But I never once thought of Chris Benoit, and up until after the match. So yeah, they fight in the gym at the conference call area, which apparently has a piece of a cage hanging above it. Why? I don't know, but it's WWE, so they can do whatever they want, I guess. Then they make their way out to the garage. They fight on top of a, a truck, or a whatever the hell you call that thing. A trailer. trailer. A trailer, sorry. I'm just like my mother. They fight Concerto. Edge kills Randy Orton. He wins. The match in total goes 36 minutes. It did not need to go that long. I'm not a big fan of last man standing matches to begin with because they're kind of clunky and awkward and having to stop every 30 seconds for a 10 count. Why the fuck did this match go 36 minutes with no crowd and just ball, you know brawling all over the place? Because it was a great match? Dominic, you thought it was a great match? Tell us why. I mean, you could just see it in Edge and Randy's kind of, kind of, kind of, uh, what do you want to call it? In their emotions, and in, in, in their, the way they expressed with every grunt, every punch, every move that they are doing it, you know. Edge was doing it to, to prove to Randy he doesn't, you know, he can be there. Randy was doing it to tell Edge to go home. Blah, blah, blah. Let's just get to the real part. That black F-150 looked amazing. Yes, the whole entire time we're out there, and they were out there in the garage, the entire house was contemplating whether that truck was an F-150 or a Silverado. The studio audience chirped and said that maybe it's a Tacoma, and everyone yelled at her, because it's not a goddamn Tacoma. Nope, it was F-150, because you know why? That is the same uh, brake light and truck bed liner that I have, so it has to be an F-150. XLT. The esteemed F-150 were many curveball and curveballs and chair shots episodes. Many balls. Been, many balls have been taped in that F-150. Anyways, what do you give this match, Brandon? Well, I am obviously not as high on this match as you are. I'm going to give it two stars. I'll be nice by giving it two stars. Two stars? The match dragged so much. It did not need to go on this long. Two stars? Yes, two stars. Wow. Dominic, what are you going to give this match? I'll give it a solid three. Damn. Okay, even a three-star match, like, it's fine. But it's not like, you know, wow, it's a WrestleMania classic. 
I mean, it, it's. I'm not gonna say it's a classic, but I mean, it it was still. You gotta remember, Brendan. You gotta take into the fact that there are no fans. So you can imagine if the fans, if there were fans, I bet you this match would have been even longer. Oh God, no, no. So you're telling me you can give these two 36 minutes, but then you you can't. You give... can't give Daniel Bryan, Sami Zayn, 20. Exactly. God. Thank you. Or even give the Firefly Funhouse a half hour. Damn it. No, that match fucking blue. Okay, then we'll we got some different opinions then, so we're gonna get to that one once we get there. Uh, after that, we get oh, we got a new twenty-four-seven champion. Some wrestlers brawl with Mojo. Uh, they go over to the NXT stand thingy where Gronk has been all day. Gronk does a little trust fall, pins Mojo, and he is now your new twenty-four-seven champion, giving some sports aspect to this wrestling show, because, you know, we are sports and wrestling. Adam Scheffner did tweet out Gronk, new WWE 24-7 champion. Wouldn't, so it's official. Wouldn't it be called a coffin drop? Gronk drop. Gronk, there we go. That's a, If you're listening, it's a Gronk drop. You heard it here first, so fuck the Houston Astros. Sorry. Com- com- Sorry. Ooh, calm down. We're, we have the network in the background. We got WWE 24, Edge, which his return... At the Astros Park, so the Astros was in the background, so I got a little triggered. I'm sorry. <laughs> I, I It was all built up. Calm I was down. ready for it to explode Calm down. Calm down. on Monday, and we were supposed to go to the game, but you know, it, never, okay. it never happened. It's okay. So I just, you know, got okay. it. sometimes it just kind of comes out out of nowhere. It's like Tourette's. It's okay. It's okay. It's okay. Anyways, Gronk Drop, new champion, goes in to what, Brandon? A, another match that could have taken place on Raw, the Raw Tag Team Championship match. The Street Profits take on Austin Theory and Angel Garza con Zalina Vega. And the match goes about six minutes. Street Profits win after that super long last man standing match. I'm glad that this went very short. You could have added a little bit on top of this, but the match didn't have any heat to begin with. So I appreciate them going so short. I mean, I wasn't really intrigued in this match either. Even even at the end when Zelina starts beating on... What, who was it? Montez? Was it the skinny one or the big one? The skinny one. That would be Montez Ford. Montez Ford. And then Blanca? Or Bianca. Bianca Belair came out to save her boo thing. Or husband. Husband, whatever. Baby mama. And I uh, just didn't like it either. I still didn't didn't do anything for me. Dominic, not a big fan, as we have calculated or tabulated, titillated on this podcast. Not a big fan of Bianca Belair. Not really. Why? What is Brandon? What do you give? What are you going to give this match? I will give this match two stars. That's fine. Okay, so you're you're gonna yell at me for the last man standing match, not this one. I like how you're 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 comparing the two matches are equivalent, basically, in ratings. This match was athletic. It was six minutes. Yes, it didn't have a lot of heat and it didn't really matter in the grand scheme of things, but for what it was, it was alright. Honestly, maybe in hindsight, maybe I should maybe maybe one and three quarter, but you know, I'll give it two stars just so it's the same as the last man standing match. And just to rub me the wrong just way. Just to spite you. Yes kind of fucked up. 
Well, I'm going to give them one and a half stars because of the fact it was so short, it didn't gel together, and on top of it all, I don't like Bianca Belair. Then we got the sixth match on the show, the five-way elimination match for the SmackDown Women's Championship. The champion, Bayley, defends against Sasha Banks, Tamina, Naomi, and Lacey Evans. Tamina, the first one to get out after everybody piles on top of her. Then uh, Bailey pins Naomi. Then some miscommunication. Sasha gets pinned by Lacey Evans. Then Lacey Evans gets pinned by Bailey. I think... I don't like the fact Tamina lost so quickly. I kind of wish she might have been a little more dominant in the match. Um, But all in all, I think everything went smoothly in the match. The match was well worked. They told a good story with Sasha and Bailey. It was kind of awkward because they seemed like they were planting seeds and having dissension between Bailey and Sasha because Bailey accidentally hit Sasha and then Sasha's like, "What the hell are you doing?" blah 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 and then she loses, but then she comes back at the end to help Bailey to win in the end, which didn't make a whole lot of sense. What do you mean doesn't make Bailey saved her originally? But and then Sasha the was ye- right. but Sasha was yelling at her to begin with until Lacey Evans intervened. Yeah, but then, but then Bailey saved her. Yeah. Oh, and then Bailey she... is a saint, saint-like. So if Seth Rollins is Jesus, does that make her the Virgin Mary or Mary Magdalene? Mary Magdalene, not the Virgin Mary, just Mary Magdalene. Okay. Okay. Do you know who Mary Magdalene is? Yeah, the Virgin Mary, ain't it? No. Oh. She's like Jesus' best friend. Oh. They definitely weren't banging. She's, uh... No, Bailey is Mazakin. Mary, We're gonna get a little spiritual. Mary Magdalene was a, uh, a hoe. She'd be hoeing. Oh. Okay. But Jesus saved her. I told you. She's Eve. Taurus? He doesn't know what... He hasn't watched. He doesn't know who Mazakin is? Don't agree. I go to church. Easter's next week. We're gonna go to like to some. Vir- we're gonna do like a virtual church thing for Easter. How about that? Sure. All right. Live stream on the podcast. We're gonna live stream a live stream. Gonna baptize me on the bob on, on the bobcast. Yes. <laughs> baptize you on the bobcast. There you go. <laughs> Call back to the last episode if you haven't heard yet. Uh, overall star ratings, two and a quarter. I guess. I'll take two and a quarter. That's fine. Then the polarizing match, another one that we're going to talk about. Ooh. The penultimate match, John Cena takes on The Fiend Bray Wyatt in a Firefly Funhouse as Dominic downs his truly so he can get some liquid courage out on this one. Cena comes out, and he comes out to the... Well, he doesn't come out to the ring, comes out to his entrance like, oh, is this just going to be a regular old match? Eh, eh. Cena says, welcome to WrestleMania. We get some cuts of Vince introducing the crowd at WrestleMania 1 and 3 and everything, and then just all hell breaks loose. I don't know if you want to break it down piece by piece, but we get, as we contemplated on the last episode, the last two episodes, I guess, that there were gimmick changes. We saw every incarnation of John Cena, every incarnation of Bray Wyatt. There were some little subtle hints and jabs and jokes sprinkled throughout that maybe we can talk about. But overall, I loved it. I mean, maybe not loved it. I really liked it. I liked the Boneyard match, I think, a little bit more. I thought it was fun. It was definitely a lot different than everything else. So I'm going to give this, if we're doing match 
star ratings, it's very hard to give this a star rating. But oh my God. I'll give it... I forgot what I gave the Boneyard match. Do you remember what I gave the Boneyard match? No, I don't remember. Because whatever it is, take off like a quarter or a half a star. So maybe... I'll give it like... I'll just be safe and say three and a half stars. Um, Brandon, please, 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 please don't hurt me. This is our podcast, Dominic. You can make your opinion known whenever you want. I'll give it two and a half stars. I thought, uh, how do I say? I did like the gimmick changes and the subtle jabs, but I wish there was more. It, it was too, you know, a lot of people are going to be comparing this probably to the Broken Universe stuff. But at least in the Broken Universe gimmick, whatever you want to call it, at least there was an actual wrestling. There's punches and, and, and moves and whatnot. This was all just a mind fuck, pretty much, for John Cena. Um, you know, like there's, I think, one move hit. Now, there's two moves. There's Sister Abigail and then the claw, right? Pretty much, except for John Cena saying ruthless aggression and then trying to slap. Okay, but yeah, no. Um, So realistically, this is probably the worst match on the show. Well, no, John Cena did jump Bray Wyatt when he was a part of the NWO. So there's some punches thrown there. Uh, And then it turned out to be that pig thing. Yeah, but after a while, he got a couple of jabs in. Oh, okay, sorry. Still, it's probably the worst match of WrestleMania. So you thought the 36-minute Last Man Standing match yes. was better yes. than the... Yes. Okay. okay. I like how you think that was worse than this. It was. No, it wasn't. It was way worse. No, it wasn't. i much rather watch that match over again than watch the Firefly Funhouse. So let me just get this straight. Your main gripe with it is that it wasn't like an actual wrestling match. Like there was, it wasn't actually a fight. It was just one long promo. Pretty, it felt too much like it was just a long promo. Yes. Correct. And what's wrong with promos? I love promos. Promos. I'm not saying promos are bad. Probably my favorite part of wrestling. I'm not saying promos are bad. I'm saying. Hey, look, Shane Helms, friend of the podcast. Oh my God. (laughs) Dominic, can you just talk about Abyss right there? Shout out Abyss, friend of the Bullocast. He's the reason we can't go back to BTW anymore. He's the reason why uh, I have heat. Couldn't let me meet Abyss. Couldn't let Kerbal and Chairs Austin interview Abyss, but whatever, you know, no big deal. Could have just joined us, but no, I couldn't. BTW's, you know, fuck BTW, fuck Reno Scum too. Fuck Reno Scum. Yeah, even though I got their T-shirt. You have their T-shirt. You have their T-shirt. I have their T-shirt. Yes. Anyways, yeah. Like I said, Broken Universe stuff. I will say, whenever the first Broken Matt thing happens with AEW, if it is Matt versus Jericho, I will probably think that that is going to be better than the Firefly Funhouse. But yeah, I mean, and even if... And probably the Boneyard match as well. The Boneyard match was great. Is it, do you like? Did you li- well? Obviously, because it was more fighting. But did you like it because it was more serious than, even though it was kooky? I'm not. Stupid. I'm not saying that. I, okay, so I, I don't, I'm not. I don't like kookiness. Like I enjoyed the. I enjoyed the. But the premise the of the changes. The and premise of the fiend's character while wrestling, is like he never sells and he barely has a match to begin with. I mean, if you. I mean, that that is fairly true. But I'm just saying, you know. 
when I hear match, I think, okay, there's gonna it's gonna be a wrestling match. But then next thing I mean, you know, come on, you, you didn't like Puppet Vince McMahon saying that. That's good shit right there. No, I mean I did I did pop for that, but other than that, no, I thought it, I thought this was just just very stupid. Okay. Okay. Agree to disagree, I guess. I guess so. Maybe we'll have like a a poll on the on the Twitter. Maybe I'll make. What one. was a What was a better match? We all know who's right. It's gonna be me. <laughs> Burpsky. Did you just burp on the fucking podcast? Yep. <sighs> What's going on, man? We're, we went downhill after the first ten minutes. That's I was fault. debating between a hold in or not, but you weren't talking, so I was like, you know what? I'm just gonna create some content. Just burp on the mic. I think uh, I'm gonna be looking for a new co-host soon. And editor. And editor. And producer. Producer. Yeah. Can I borrow your hard drive, though? No. Okay. Unless you want to buy me, like, a new one, like, 80 bucks at Costco. Anyways, in the final match of tonight. If you're looking for a new co-host, then you have to be the host, and you have to run it, Dominic. What happened in the main event? Anyways, the main event, the true main event of WrestleMania, we have the champion, Brock Lesnar, going against the challenger, the Royal Rumble winner, Drew McIntyre. Brandon... McIntyre got it done. How do you feel about your new champion, Drew McIntyre? Great, great intro right there, Dominic. I well, I might have to hang know, him up. You know, I don't have a computer in front of me, so. Well, you know, if it was me, I would have said, you know, Brock Lesnar takes on Drew McIntyre, to, and McIntyre wins in four minutes to capture the WWE Championship. Pretty much very similar to the Universal Title match from night one. Not a whole lot of moves being utilized, a lot of finishers, but I thought it was more athletic than the Universal title match. Overall, harder grade, two and a half, maybe two and three quarters. Maybe I'll just give it two and a half. I think if the crowd was there and the crowd was going crazy for it, then I think it it would get bumped up. But in this environment with no crowd, not a lot of stuff happening, two and a half seems fair enough. I liked it, but... I just still don't understand. I don't have a problem with Drew winning. I just have a problem with how they portrayed him going into it. It's like, if he was going to be available for this match, he was going to win, why didn't you build him up more going into it? Well, I do agree with you. Two, two and a half stars is good. Um, I do agree. I wish the buildup was a little bit better. Um, but I think they have to... They could, They only had so much they could do. Um, I'm not... I, you know... By by all means, I think this match was fairly, fairly good. You know, yeah, only a few moves. Brock did hit a couple good Germans, a couple good F5s, but those Claymore kicks, bro, deadly. Deadly enough to take out the beast. And now, Drew McIntyre, your new WWE champion. Where does he go from here? We have speculated what we don't know what the fuck WWE is going to look like in the next week, let alone the next month. With Randy Orton and AJ Styles both literally being killed in their WrestleMania matches, where do you think McIntyre goes from here with the championship? I mean, there's there's a few people I can think of. I mean, you know, being that you're on Raw, um, who could who could Drew McIntyre have a decent feud and or at least match with? Well, I think Rich, Rick, Ricochet could you know do pretty good against him. Um, granted, I know. He'll end up just doing 20 backflips when he hit, gets hit with the Claymore. Um, I mean, I think there, there there's at least three people 
Alistair Black is one. Bobby Lashley. Um, I think Heath Slater deserves a uh, title shot eventually. Um, hell, even Jinder Mahal. I don't even know what brand Jinder Mahal is on. Jinder Mahal is on the shelf, but I think he's either healthy or very near being healthy. He needs to make his comeback and take what's rightfully his. And I have no problem with Jinder Mahal being in the main event as long as just Drew beats him. You don't have to squash him, but just beat him decisively. Yeah, put let him put up a good fight, right? And then just Claymore kick, you're done. Yes. Yes. Well, that is it for WrestleMania. Dominic, yeah. Brandon, what is your overall grade for... We'll give, okay, we'll give Night 2 grade, and then we'll give an overall WrestleMania grade. I sure. will give Night 2 two and a half stars. I feel as though we kind of gave it a lot of two and a half star matches on mm-hmm. the show. You know, I think it was disappointing. I mean, I think Charlotte and Rhea definitely delivered. I think the Firefly Funhouse delivered. I know, but you're going to be the opposite, so you're going to say yeah. Charlotte and Rhea delivered, but yet... Then Randy Orton and Edge delivered. So, yes. I mean, and then all the other matches, they were just there. Yeah. Obviously, I did not like the Edge-Randy Orton match, but, mm-hmm. eh. So you say two and a half. I'll say two and three quarters. All right. And then overall, I was, I did have low expectations for, the, for this <laughs> WrestleMania. <laughs> I think they did surpass it a little bit. I think overall, I think I'm going to give WrestleMania three and a quarter, maybe, you know, I'll give him three and a half. I'll be nice. During these tough times, I'll give him three and a half. More like, it's more of a three and a half because I'm surprised of how well it came across and how much it wasn't a disaster. Well, unlike you, I'm going to give him a solid three. I feel like, um, they, I feel like they could have done a smidge more to kind of elevate it. Um, night one clearly was the better night. Um, the, um, how do you say the boneyard match is what to me really solidified night one, uh, night two probably Rhea and Charlotte, um, but uh, yeah, I'm gonna give them a solid three overall. Night two was longer than night one, with no thanks to that Edge Randy Orton match. You could have shaved off. I don't even know how many how long they went past the top of the hour, but you know the you could have shaved off twenty minutes and you could have been at a solid three hours for both nights, but Randy Orton's got to get his shit in, right? You know what? You need to stop hating on the match. I think it was a great match. I've been putting over Randy Orton so much these last few weeks, so now she's and all, then now you just bury it, the it's fuck just out all of coming him. out. Yeah. Good job. Huh? Thank you. Don't sign the fuck off. Well, that'll do it for us for today. Thank you all very much for tuning in. We've done three podcasts in three days, Dominic. Are you tired? Are you, you good? For, we can take a break for the next, what, five days? Sure. But you you do have Thursday off. Maybe we can do some special shindig. Maybe like a live, you know, get drunk, watch wrestling. Maybe that kind of is what these last two episodes have been. Wait, why would you get drunk on a Thursday? Why not get it drunk on a Thursday? Uh, I got work Friday morning. Well, then get drunk like in the afternoon so it kind of wears off by the nighttime and then you're done. Okay, sounds good. There you go. That'll do it for us for today. Thank you all very much for tuning in. Until next time, that's been... Brandon Tanguma. My name's Dominic Hobson. Until next time. For the time, mascot. For the mascot. Who is not here? We actually have three mascots in attendance today. They had did not make an appearance for the studio audience and everybody who's out there in Curveball and Chair Shot Land. In the universe. 
in the CNCS universe. Yes. Goodbye and good night. Uh, bye. <laughs>